The Bucketeers podcast is a proud member of the TSPN, the Timeskew Podcast Network. You can catch our podcast on a number of outlets, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and timeskew.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter today at Bucketeers. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. I should say good morning. We are here and joined in the pregame pod with the Bucketeers crew. Cody G will bring him in here shortly. He's actually uh, in Tampa Bayside, so I'm jealous as hell of that. I'm still here in the cold in Chicago. I hope you all had a great New Year and holiday season as we're uh, twisting our way to Week 17. And there's a little bit, just a little bit of COVID news to talk about about the Buccaneers team heading into Sunday's game against Atlanta. And there's, uh, you know, playoff scenarios in the air. The Buccaneers could get the five seed and pretty much lock that in either with a win or a Rams loss. And that means we would uh, rest assured play the NFC East. So with all these COVID news going on, with a lot of rumors going on, that would be preferred. However, it is going to be a fun one. Nonetheless, division rival. Atlanta Falcons come to town with former Bucks coaching staff members, Dirk Cutter, Raheem Morris. We've seen the close game last time. They played the Chiefs close last Sunday. They're Julio Jonesless, but they're heading to Ray J for a 1 uh, p.m. Eastern start time and then a noon Central start time. Without further ado, we're going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Bucketeers crew member, Cody G. Cody, how are we doing in Tampa this morning? I'm doing well. Jealous of uh, you being able to get down there for a game. Uh, you know, how is it down there? How's the weather down there? And uh, how are the Bucks? Uh, is it vibing down there? I remember last year there wasn't a ton of noise for the Bucks. How, how are how's the Bucks hype going? Um, I don't know. I haven't really been out too much yet. We got here fairly late yesterday, but we we plan on going and getting out today. The weather, you know, I'm from Florida too, but uh, like on the Panhandle, and it was around like 50 I think when we left it's about 80 here today so about a 30 degree difference even from Florida so that's pretty crazy yeah that's wild uh, I remember I was in um, Miami last uh, January and it was so cold for Miami there were lizards dropping I guess it's normal for Florida when the temperature drops I was like what the hell is going on but it was uh, funny. I'm glad it's 80 there. Um, that's incredible. I think it's uh, less than 20. It's under 20 where I'm at right now. So enjoy that, my friend. Anyways, we got a little bit of COVID worries and scares to talk about. Obviously, yesterday the news came out that not one, not two, but three Buccaneers players have been placed on the COVID list. Uh, two of them high-profile names, Shaquille Barrett and then Devin White actually tested positive while reserve nose tackle Steve McClendon, who we traded for before the deadline from the Jets, has landed on this list as well. Cody, is this a concern for you? Are you concerned at all after these three guys have landed on the Bucks COVID list just eight short days or perhaps seven before our playoff game? Well, so what I read was um, Shaq should definitely be good by the next playoff game, but I heard – if the next, if if we get the fifth seed and we play next Saturday, that Devin White will be missing that game. So if we play Sunday, he should be good. But if we play Saturday, he's going to miss that game. So that's definitely concerning to me. He has been, um, you know, do you hear the coaches and players talk about him? He's the heart of the defense. Splash plays, interceptions, sacks. 
I mean, he, he almost took over that Atlanta game in the second half last time we played him. So, uh, yeah, that's that's scary. Even, even um, Sunday, you know, Matt Ryan's not very good with pressure. Losing Shaq Barrett and Devin White. So, a little bit concerned for tomorrow, but more so for next week, I would say. Yeah, more so for next week. So a little bit tomorrow, and I agree with you. Shaq Bear and Devin White were uh, two of the guys in that Buccaneers statistic a couple weeks back. The only three people in the NFL with more than eight sacks and 50 tackles heading into week 15. Two of them happen to be Devin White and Shaq Barrett, so we can see the kind of implications that that may play out. Really quick, I also want to talk about uh, Steve McClendon. We traded for him to kind of beef up the interior once Vita Vea went down. Uh, Rakeem Nunez-Roaches is doing an okay job, and I know Jeremiah Ludbetter is set to miss tomorrow's game. Cody, if McClendon tests positive, all of a sudden the Buccaneers are kind of handcuffed once again at the nose tackle position. What are some solutions if Ludbetter or, uh, you know, McClendon can't go? Do you think that they move Golston inside? Do you think Sue might be inside more? What do you think the Bucks can do perhaps if they get thinned out at the nose tackle? I think that's about all you can do. Um, you know, move them inside. Um, you even have, you know, move, move them in, have JPP play one of the DNs, and then, you know, I – it's just going to be a weird game. Uh, I'm not too worried about tomorrow. I'm hoping the Falcons, they've played a lot of close games, but I'm hoping they're just kind of defeated. You know, they, they just, they're not playing for much. But we need to win this game. Hopefully we can just put up enough points. I'm thinking we probably play more three safety looks, bring um, Whitehead down in the box, have him kind of rushing the pass or more stuff like that. So I think that's how we can still generate some pressure. And uh, I'm hoping that's what we do. Yeah, Whitehead knows how to get after the quarterback. I know when we bring him or Winfield on certain blitz packages, they do a pretty good job, both of those guys, at getting after opposing quarterbacks. And as you said, uh, Matt Ryan, when he gets pressured, you know, he goes down in a hurry. He's uh, not looking to make turnovers. He's looking to get sacked. So when we bring the pressure, which we should, it should be a successful one. Once again, we are joined here on the Bucketeers pregame pod by crew member Cody G as we dissect this game. Cody, give us one player to look out for on the Bucks and on the Falcons in tomorrow's matchup in the NFC South. So the player I've been wanting to watch is – um. I'm going to say SMB. I know um, Bruce kind of touched on it on the uh, main podcast, but mm-hmm. he's been, you know, he hasn't been good lately. He was pretty good last week, but Ridley ate him up last week. I don't think Davis is pro- playing. So, yeah, I want to see if maybe he can step it up, especially if our, you know, the pass rush might be even worse than it was last time we paid them since we're missing um, Barrett and all. So, I would like to see him. And then on the other side, I want to see what Matt Ryan can do. I think we keep the pressure on him. I think um, we should be able to easily win that game. So that's going to be my player to watch for them. Yeah, Matt Ryan's one of these guys who's a veteran, and he's been there, done that, made it to Super Bowl. And it's always a tough battle when he plays the Buccaneers. And obviously, as Cody said, we're probably without – Carlton Davis and obviously our handful of COVID related defenders are missing this game as well. So Matt Ryan's going to have perhaps more time or a little bit 
easier paths to uh, throw the football and find guys. Hopefully that Sean Murphy bunting, which I think is a great player to look out for you and Bucko the Bruce both elaborated on him a little bit. A lot of high praise at season's beginning uh, last couple of weeks, kind of heading in the wrong direction. And I know it's a little irrelevant, but uh, I collect Bucks game use memorabilia and, you know, every week NFL auctions list a new game use Jersey Sean Murphy Buntings was listed last week, and he is his jersey sold for the lowest price I could remember of any Buccaneers player. I don't know if Bucks fans are unhappy with him. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but even Earl Watford jersey sold for more than him. You know, Nate Traywin guys who really shouldn't be deemed as valuable are. So I don't know if a lot of Bucks fans are kind of just tired of Sean Murphy bunting, even though I love Sean Murphy bunting, I respect the hell out of Sean Murphy bunting. I hope he can show the quarterback that, you know, he showed to be uh, at times earlier this season when we were talking about him being a great piece. I do hope he can resort back to that way, but we just haven't seen that. And tomorrow it's a good test. As you said, Kelvin Ridley, uh, who kind of scraped him up a couple weeks back gets to go against him tomorrow unless the Bucks decide to put Jamal Dean perhaps on Ridley, although SMB's structure and physique is a D-back kind of aligns with Ridley better. And they'll be without Julio Jones and we'll be without Carlton Davis. So we should see, we'll see where that goes. I'm hoping SMB can make strides as well. Um, one guy I want to look out for in the Bucks defense, especially thinned out at nose tackle, is Rakeem Nunez-Roaches. I think he had a couple – Nice fill-in games to begin the season. I think, uh, you know, he stood out a little bit, but the past couple of weeks, I'm not sure if he's tired and not used to, you know, playing this many snaps in the season. But at the line of scrimmage, he's just getting beat pretty bad. You're not really hearing his name as much as we did at the beginning of the year anymore. And the former Chief seems to be struggling a little bit. Last week, he had no tackles against Detroit uh, two weeks ago, only two. And then the week before that seemed to be the last real time we seen Nunez Roaches when he equated to five uh, tackles against Minnesota. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Rakeem Nunez Roaches uh, step it up a notch tomorrow, take it to the next level tomorrow and uh, see what he could do there. And then on the Falcons side of the ball, Cody, I'm looking at a guy who last time the Bucks played Atlanta, this guy did not really do a lot. He was kind of a non-factor, and he used to be kind of uh, one of those guys that were pretty much a go-to guy around the league. I'm looking forward to see if Todd Gurley perhaps is involved in the Falcons game plans a little more. He only had four carries last week, one against us, so – he might be on his way out. Uh, what What's your thoughts on both Nunez, Roaches, and Gurley as players to look out for? Um, so they've been playing. Um, I think his name is Ito Smith for Atlanta at yep. running back. He got smart. So I think um, I think they're trying to see what they have in him and um, Gurley. I hate to say it, but ever since the injury, he he is just not the same player. He has not been what he used to be. I think they know what they have in him an overpriced, underperforming running back, so I don't think they'll be back. I mean, I'm sure he'll get some touches, make some plays, but, um, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about him. And then, yeah, with Roaches, I, I think it's like you said. I mean, for one, he, he's a backup for a reason. And, you know, our run defense is so good anyway with the fast linebackers and everything. It, it hasn't mattered a whole lot. So, but uh, I think Bucks fans are seeing just how important Vita Bay is. 
I mean, with him, a better run stuffer, and you also get the splash plays. The pressure's up the middle. I think that's why uh, Barrett's numbers are down. You know, quarterbacks are just stepping up in the pocket this year, whereas last year they couldn't do that. They were stepping up in Vita Bay, so they're trying to get away from him, running into Shaq. So, um, yeah, hopefully he can hold up, maybe play a little better in the playoffs. And um, next year, I think getting Vita back is going to be a huge difference for this team. Yeah, that's something a lot of people don't take into factor. A lot of times I talk Buccaneers football with people. They say, oh, at least the Bucs have been healthy most of the year. Well, people forget Vita Vea and his dominance, what he brings to the table week in and week out, former first-round pick from Washington. Uh, I think his name's like 50 letters long, his real first name. is something crazy. But uh, he is a monster. Takes up two guys at once. We've seen it in his last game of the year against the Bears. He was flying around the field. And then O.J. Howard, a guy who could, uh, you know, run routes and take uh, double teams off of underneath routes. Losing both of those guys, although maybe not the biggest names in the Bucks roster or in Bucks history, but two guys who, when it's all said and done, could easily be up there and who produce or who could produce week in and week out. So I think Vita Vea especially, but between Vea and Howard, I think us Bucks fans get a lot of uh, – a lot of happiness back when we see these two take the field next uh, next fall. Definitely. You know, with, with having Brait and Gronk, um, I don't know, maybe OJ wasn't as – you know, it hurts to lose him. He's a starting player, and he he's a unique tight end. I mean, he can really stretch the field. He's almost like an oversized wide receiver. So losing him hurt, but I guess maybe, you know – Having Gronk and Bray, we were we were better set up to lose them. Whereas losing Vita Bea, our defense—I don't want to say our defense isn't good, but without a doubt, the defense has not been as good since we lost Vita Bea. I mean, it's without a doubt that dude is very important to the defense. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Obviously, O.J. Howard was important, but not nearly. I mean, with Bray and Gronk, it's also kind of been nice to see Bray get more playing time. You know, he has pretty good hands. So, as you said, Howard's a nice piece, not a needed piece in theory. But Vita Vea, man, you could tell right away. I mean, I thought Steve McClendon came over and played a really good game over here his first week here. But after that, not saying McClendon and Nunez Roaches have been bad, but They've just been tired, it seems like. So uh, we'll see how that happens. Vita Vey is a guy who, as you said, he claps the pocket. People would get suffocated on the outside edge by JPP and Shaq Bear last year, try and move up only to be met, dab in the middle by Vita Vea, the big guy. Uh, hopefully we, we can get him back next year and he can continue his dominance. Cody, real quick here before uh, we wrap things up shortly. Uh Score predictions and winner prediction. Who's going to win tomorrow's battle and uh, what score you got? I still think we find a way to squeak it out. I'm going to say maybe 34-27 bucks. 34-27, I think that's a score that would be ideal, obviously. Getting us a win, putting us to 11-5, and five, uh, getting us to play the NFC East. Man, 11 wins just seems surreal as a Bucks fan. We hit the 10 mark in 2010. We hit the 9 mark in 2016. But the last time we got to 11 has been mm, double-digit years, and it's going to feel really, really good if we could win this game. I like 34-27. Um, 
I'm going to go with 37, you know, 27. Maybe we get another field goal tacked on there. I know not too original score by me, but I think your score is going to be right. I think 34-27, especially after last time, you know, 31-27 affair. This time, I don't think it's going to be much different. I know the Bucks are at home. They're going to be a little more pumped up, but we're going to be down a couple of bodies. So it'll be an interesting day of football tomorrow, Cody. We got some NFC things to keep an eye on. Uh, Saints are also without Elvin Kamara due to COVID. The playoff picture is a revolving door between the Bears, the Cardinals, where the Rams are going to end up right now. Who's going to get the one seed? It should be a good day of football in week 17 tomorrow. Definitely. I think um, I think the Cardinals do us a favor. So I, I think they, you know, without the Rams having golf, I think the Cardinals find a way to win. So I think, you know, even if for whatever reason we do lose tomorrow, I think we still get the five seeds. So I'm just hoping they give us the Sunday game next week. And, um, you know, we have, have everybody back for the, the playoff game. Yeah, I think that you're exactly right. I think the Cardinals do us a favor because the Rams are without golf, Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, perhaps Cam Akers. You know, they're pretty banged up offensively. I think that uh, Cardinals go in there, help us out, and our game doesn't mean as much. But, hell, let's still win. Let's get a W. Let's get to 11-5. and five. And, yeah, I'm hoping the NFL as well could help us out and uh, tinker the schedule a little bit, put us next Sunday. I think, I mean, I, I just have a gut feeling. I hope I'm wrong. But I feel like the Bucks, if they played the NFC East, I feel like they'd either put us Saturday at noon or Saturday at 3.30. Again, I hope in that central time, I hope I'm dead wrong. I just feel like if, you know, we're Bucks against the football team or Bucks against the Giants, something of that sort, it would be Saturday. Let's hope not. Cody, any last words here uh, before we let you go on your way out and enjoy the day? And uh, where can the fine people follow you at on Twitter? Um, you can find me at CodyG417. Um, for tomorrow, I'm just looking forward to uh, – I want to see some records get broke. I would like to see Mike get 40 yards, which I think definitely happens. And um, I think Rojo needs exactly 100 yards to hit 1,000. So, I wouldn't – the Mike one, I would I would push that. But the Rojo, let's just see how he is. I don't know how his finger is. If he's 100% healthy, maybe try and get him there. But, um, yeah, the, the Mike, we got to get that to happen. And I'm sure that happens. I would imagine by halftime at worst, he has his 40 yards. So uh, that's going to be cool seeing that live. Yeah, I know uh, last week Bruce kept saying, you know, they were feeding Mike and they wanted to get Mike the ball, which is cool to see. So I can't imagine that their game plan would come out differently any, any sorts this week. I think they're going to be heavily looking at Mike Evans um, getting him to that 1,000 yards for the seventh time in a row to break Randy Moss's in his record of six seasons in a row. He's looking for seven, put himself in the history books, in my opinion, on his way to a Hall of Fame career. And then, yes, Ronald Jones, exactly right, 100 yards on the dot, away from 1,000, and he could do it against his old dirtbag coach, uh, dirtbag Dirk. Uh, we'll see if he could – uh, sum it up but like you said I want to rush him back you know he just had COVID presumably uh, he just had a pin in his hand for surgery as a running back two hard things to overcome right there so that's a tricky one uh, that's a toughie any last words for uh, Bucks fans Cody or any sort to speak before uh, we log off here on this uh, Sunday morning 
No, I would just say go Bucks and uh, let's enjoy this. It has been a long time since we're staying down in one season and a long time since we're in the playoffs. So um, I don't care who we play, how it works. I'm going to enjoy the season. We've got Tom Brady again next year to get some players back. I know it's Super Bowl or bust. Some people are saying it, and it should be that for any team. That's I'm going to enjoy this ride to me next year is the true Super Bowl or bust. But uh, hopefully we'll get there this year. I kind of agree more with that mentality. I think as a fan, everyone wants to win the Super Bowl. But realistic, uh, you got to be realistic. I, I think the Bucks' aspirations and goals are the Super Bowl. But obviously next year, my opinion as well, is Super Bowl or bust. Let's continue to enjoy the ride, man. It's been a hell of a season to this point. Uh, it's been forever since we made the playoffs, 13 years. The last time we won 11 games, I believe, was perhaps um, 05 or perhaps your Super Bowl winning year. So it's been so long since we've won 11 games, and I just cannot wait to see the Buccaneers uh, take the field for the first time in a playoff game uh, in over 13 years. That's that's going to be incredible. Love. You, you've you been listening to the Bucketeers this morning, and we were happy to have you join us for the pregame pod. We were lucky enough to be joined by our great crew member of the Bucketeers, Cody G, um, from Tampa. And I am Tampa Tones, and we are going to continue to bring you guys great content. We'll catch you guys in the postgame pod, as Cody said, and as always, go Bucks. He's Cody G. I'm Tampa Tones. Until next time. No darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains. Within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold